Hello, everyone. How's it going? Welcome to Smoke the Podcast. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in. Episode 5. Episode 5. So tonight, um, tell us what we have for our cigar. So we have actually a cigarillo. So these are going to be a little bit smaller. Uh, the Garcia y Vega. Game in blue, which is the vanilla flavor. Okay. Uh, for the whiskey, we have tried and true Gentleman Jack. Ah, there we go. I think everybody might have some experience with Gentleman Jack. Oh, yeah. Or at least Jack Daniels Jack himself. Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and our firearms topic today is going to be shooting ranges. Great topic. I'm excited for it. All right. Let me go ahead and light up. Okay, perfect. Yeah, Since I'll, I am uh, the faster smoker. I'm yeah. Just kidding, the slower smoker. The slower smoker, yes. So the cool thing about these is with the Garcia E. Vegas, they're, they're short. I mean, they, they well, what's cool about these in particular, obviously, is cigarillos. They're pretty short. It probably will only take you about 10 minutes to get through one of these. Um, they also make a game cigar. Uh, the, the, the game is actually the... I guess the model of the cigar, so to speak. Okay. Um, and then this one in particular, like I said, is blue, so it's it's vanilla. But they make them in all different flavors. So these are actually flavored cigarillos. Um, they also make them in a full size cigar as well. So if you like these in the cigarillos, you can actually buy full size cigars. The great thing about these too is they come pre wrapped, like in a uh, what would that be, like a foil kind of sealed wrapper. Mm -hmm. They stay very fresh. I actually ordered these probably about three or four years ago, and they—I mean—they're as fresh as the day I ordered. Yes, them. I've I've had a couple packs of these, and they—they they all taste the same. I mean, yeah. they're very uh, consistent. Yeah, so I'm lighting mine up now. Um, right off the bat, you could taste the uh, vanilla flavor. Uh, very prominent. Really easy light. Very easy light. All these cigarillos seem to be really great. Easy to light. Great easy draw too. Oh yeah, I like the draw on this thing. So. Um, I think it is uh, JR's Cigars online says uh, describes them as one of the most popular and best-selling machine-made cigars and cigarillos for over 200 years. Garcia y Vega cigars feature great construction and quality along with mellow, smooth, classic tobacco flavors. They are available in a number of different styles, sizes, and packaging, like I mentioned already. Uh, the Garcia Vega Game Cigars offer an array of fruity and delicious flavors and foil packaging. These cigars will never go out of style. And I can attest to that. The first time I had one of these was um, the first week of my freshman year of college. Uh -huh. My roommates knew that I smoked cigars, wanted to try a couple cigars, and I thought, you know, what better way to start them out with a foil-wrapped uh, Garcia y Vega vanilla cigar. Really easy way to get in. This, it, in my opinion, we've had some pretty light and mild cigars. If you're looking for the lightest, the mildest, this is probably <laughs> the way to go. I, I love uh, smoking these while mowing the lawn. Yeah, these are actually pretty good smokes um, for being cigarillos. Right. I mean, you know, the packaging looks like you can buy them at a liquor store, which... Can you? I mean, I've, I've never looked for them. You know, I don't know with these ones in particular, but there's a lot of them that are similar. Um, not quite the quality that these have, though. I mean, oh, yeah, I've, I've had some Swisher Sweets. And, yeah, that's and, what I was going to say and, is the quality of these uh, is pretty good. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. yeah I, I wasn't expecting much when I first smoked one of these. Yeah, but uh, but for whatever reason, they, they outperform a lot of the other cigarillos. So um, what do we have for whiskey? I, obviously, we, we talked about it being Gentleman Jack, but can you give me any details on it before uh, we do the It's a little pour? Gentleman Jack. Everybody knows Gentleman Jack. Oh, that is, yeah. <laughs> or knows Jack. Um, I guess the difference is it's twice mellowed for okay. smoothness. Okay. Um. And according to Jack Daniels, it's a balanced oak flavor with notes of caramel or caramel, however you pronounce it, and <laughs> vanilla. Oh, this should pair really well with the cigarette. I didn't even think about that. I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> so right, let's go ahead, ahead and uh, get a pour here. This is the best part right here. There you go. A good solid two-finger pour there. All right, cheers. Cheers. To Gentleman Jack in the Jack Daniels classes. <laughs> Initial aroma is actually pretty mild. Oh, that is smooth, man. It's definitely smooth. That's one, uh, one of the things about Gentleman Jack. This is one of the first whiskeys that I really liked. And it is because of the smoothness. Um, now, the one thing I will say about Gentleman Jack is... 
Um, it's not bursting with flavor like some of your other uh, whiskeys. Very smooth, though. Yeah. What's weird, though, is as soon as you said that, I, I actually tasted the, the vanilla in there, which is kind of strange because I don't know that I've really ever noticed it before. Mm -hmm. I mean, definitely smell it. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's a really nice. It's, a, it's just got such a smooth aroma and taste. I think it's, it's just one of the easier sipping whiskeys. Mm -hmm. um, I would have to argue that this would be my go-to. I know Maker's 46 is your like, go-to sipping whiskey. Yes. This would probably be mine. Yes, very and, very delicious. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's a lot of people. Uh, I mean, because it, it's kind of like the step up from regular yeah. Jack Daniels. Yeah. Um, although I did see uh, online nineteen ninety nine. Wow. For the seven fifty. Okay. Milliliter yeah. on total wine. Um, it's rated pretty high too. Uh, Four point five stars by the users. Yeah. Um, so people like it. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's definitely one that you want, might want to pick up if you don't want to spend a lot of money it, it's, and you want something pretty good. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I feel like I talk to a lot of people that tell me, Oh, I love whiskey. And you start actually talking to them about, Oh, well, what ones have you tried and this and that. And I feel like gentleman Jack is one of the first things you hear out of people's mouth yes. when you ask them, Oh, what, 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 uh, higher end or sipping whiskey have you tried? Um, and a lot of them really don't have a wide variety that they've tried, but this yeah. is just number one. Generally. I would always consider Gentleman Jack as kind of the gateway to <laughs> sipping whiskeys. Yes. Um, you start drinking that and you're going to – you're really going to start going, man, I, I want to start trying simple like, – Yeah, because the people whiskeys. that drink Jack Daniels – well, my grandfather drinks Jack Daniels and sips it. But a lot of the younger generations will uh, – that that's a mixer. I mean they're, Jack yeah. and Coke is very yeah. popular. And, yeah. Um, uh, you know, Jack Daniels and uh, ginger ale, yeah. really popular. Yeah. Um, this one, I, I don't necessarily know if people mix it. I don't, um, and I wouldn't, because yeah. if I was going to mix it, I would mix it with something cheaper. Yeah. Um, but it, it's it's good, and a lot of people, oh, yeah. this is kind of like their step up. Like, oh, okay, you know, I like whiskey, and you know, I like Gentleman Jack. You know. Yeah. Um, you drink it on the rocks or however you like it. Yeah. Neat. Yep. Yeah, and it is one that I I can pretty much drink any which way. So it's a really, really great, uh, great whiskey in my opinion. Really good. All right, so let's move on to our topic. Yeah, shooting ranges. Shooting ranges. Um, personally, um, you know, there, there's, I, I kind of break it down into three different ones. You know, your indoor range, your outdoor range, and then just your open desert uh, style shooting. Um, what do you like? Personally, um, I would rather just be in the open desert, uh, doing a lot of open air shooting to, to me is, it's just all around more fun. Um, I enjoy myself more. There's a lot more that I, I can do and I have availability to do. Mm -hmm. Um, if I had to choose between that and any other type, I probably would, would choose that every time. Um, if I had to pick anything else, it would probably be outdoor range, but not for pistol and rifle so much as it would be just for shotguns. Okay. Um, having, having the actual trap and skeet ranges is, is kind of a, it's hard to recreate that out in the desert. Oh yeah, it is. Um, to have, uh, the machines that throw clays for you. Right. And stuff the is... high house, low house, having them go at the same time, things like that. I mean, you'd have to invest in a really good setup to be able to do that. Now that was a very loaded question, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, uh, really it's like anything else. Um, what range do you prefer? My question would be, well, what kind of guns are you going to be shooting? Right. How much time do you have? Right. How much money do you have? Absolutely. Yeah, all that stuff is, uh, important. Uh, but we can just kind of run through, uh, the pros and cons of each uh, range style, um, beginning with the indoor range. Uh, what do you like about indoor ranges, and what do you not like about indoor ranges? I'm going to be completely honest with you. There's not a whole lot that I enjoy about indoor ranges. The the things that I would say personally that I enjoy about indoor ranges is that generally they're close um, and they're convenient, or you know you can you can get to them pretty quickly. Um, other than that, uh, I mean, I guess the other good benefit is is if you wanted to just go out and shoot shoot handguns, um, it's a real quick and easy way to get it done. Other than that, I I can't stand indoor ranges to be honest with you. <laughs> I just I I do not like them. Um, what about you? What what would you say the pros are of an indoor range? Uh, well, for me, it would be convenience, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, because if you want to go to an indoor range, I mean, you can literally go 
and you know go to the go from your house to the range or at least uh, from where I, where I live and be back home within a couple of hours you know two hours yeah um, so in indoor ranges are usually you rent a lane for a specific amount of time usually you pay per hour um, you know that's really the only reason why I would go to an indoor range um, the times I've ended up there is typically I got a new pistol and I want to go shoot it today. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, I picked it up after, you know, waiting uh, 10 days and uh, excited, and just, I just need to get out there and shoot it really quick. Right. Um, just to see what it feels like and, yeah. you know, just to kind of knock that, uh, you know, just to get it, get some rounds through it, you know? Yeah, to scratch the itch, so to speak. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's literally just to get out there and get it done. I know a lot of guys uh, like them for, like I said, more for pistol marksmanship. It, it, honestly, if you're training for anything like concealed carry or for, you know, basically anything to do with handgun marksmanship. They 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 are pretty convenient. And they're they're easy and um I know, yeah, it's usually a time um blocked uh that's how you pay for it. You you know, pay by the hour or by 30 minutes. Um a lot of the times though if the ranges are slow, you'll pay for an hour and you can stay as long as you mm-hmm. want. But generally in those ranges, you have such a limited amount of guns or weapon types that you can shoot you don't really spend more than an hour in an indoor range at least in my experience yeah in my experience also yeah. uh not more than an hour yeah. uh, the other cool thing about indoor ranges but you can also go certain outdoor ranges is gun rentals yeah you know if you want to try out a uh, specific uh, kind of gun yeah um it's really easy just to go in there just be prepared you're going to have to use their ammo for yep. the most part which um, is quite a bit more expensive yes. oftentimes than um yeah yeah so um you know the cons of of indoor ranges uh the list is going to be a little bit bigger for me yeah yeah definitely (laughs) um you know the the big thing about indoor ranges is they're loud yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know they are they're super loud um i usually double up on my ear protection um you know where the uh little foam rolling yeah and then uh, with my big ear protection on the outside yeah um and especially if somebody's shooting a bigger caliber handgun um even just like a 357 magnum revolver i've seen you know people uh, all the way down the range just kind of like peek their head out and go man what's this guy shooting you know right because most people are shooting you know nine millimeters or right uh, smaller, well, and smaller God like forbid that. you go into one of the ranges that allows you to shoot slugs. Um, I know there's a local <laughs> range indoor that allows you to shoot slugs out of shotguns and, um, you know, f- the 44 Magnum rifles and pistols. I mean, it's just, yeah, before you know it, there's just so much like going on. It's very hard sometimes to focus on, on, on your shooting when you've mm-hmm. got all of this noise around you. Um, yeah, that's, that's definitely, uh, an an annoying part of being in a indoor range. Yes. And that's one of those, uh, one thing that you don't really notice if you're not a, a shooter, you know, you've never been to different places, right? You know, you don't really notice until, uh, the first time I shot was an indoor range and I thought that's just how loud guns are. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then you go shooting a couple other times and you think, Oh, I'm just used to it being loud. Yeah. And then you go to indoor range again. You're like, wow, this is really loud. <laughs> Way loud, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, some of the other cons, in my opinion, a little expensive. Yeah, they, well, and it depends too. It, it depends on what you're doing, but yeah, I would say as a whole, they're generally more expensive than than most of the other ranges out there. Um, especially if you're going to be renting and having to buy the ammo there. Right. That's that's really where they become the most expensive. Generally, to rent a lane and and maybe to get a target or two, it, it's it's not mm-hmm. that that bad. Um, but yeah, once you start going, oh, I want to rent this gun and maybe that gun, and oh, I need fifty rounds for each gun or a hundred rounds. That's where it goes from a fifteen dollar range day to a two hundred dollar range day quickly. Yeah, and be prepared. Um, you know, you're going to have to have ear protection obviously and yeah. not and it's not i'm not saying that because uh of anything you know that they require it you right, know if, if right. you want to be crazy and try to shoot yeah. that thing without ear protection that's on you but it, they, they will not allow it so make sure you have ear protection make sure you have uh shooting glasses also because right. they will make you wear them yeah buy them or rent yeah. i know there's a lot of places that'll make you just buy them outright oh yeah yeah um other than that um you know, from an indoor range, you're not going to have that much space. Um, so you have that to deal with. The range is not going to be long. Um, 
the one that I go to was maybe 50 yards, if that. Yeah, most of them are actually about 25 yards, really. Um, and, and and really for what they're for, you know, if you should not, you shouldn't really be shooting pistols, <laughs> right? You know, at 50 yards, right? Um, and so, you know, it, it kind of makes sense. Um, uh, the one I go to though will allow you to shoot 22. Uh, with anything, so you can shoot a rifle with a twenty-two, right, right, uh, uh, twenty-two long rifle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. I think uh, the you know, and and again, like I said, it, it it all depends on what you're using it for. If you're just going and shooting um, uh, pistols and working on your marksmanship for handguns, it it it's not a really it's really not a bad option. I mean, you really only need twenty-five to fifty yards mm-hmm. at the most, and and that's what you're gonna learn. You're gonna learn how to shoot faster there than you will you know going anywhere else just because it it generally is the most convenient to go check in real quick get a lane shoot for 30 minutes or so and leave Mm -hmm. um which actually made me think of one con or uh one pro sorry that i didn't think of before but a lot of them offer memberships and if you're going all the time that's where an indoor range would make more sense because Mm -hmm. the membership oftentimes is far cheaper than going two or three times a month and having to pay the the fee um, again, that, that's an aside. So I'll go right back to the, where we were at, but, um, yeah, yeah. The downside is you generally can only shoot pistols. You can maybe like the range that I generally go to that's indoor. You can shoot, uh, slugs out of shotguns, which I hate that it's just so loud. It's, it's just unnecessary in my opinion uh-huh. in, in such a small range. Um, and I mean, it, as fun as it is to shoot lever action rifles and things like that, a lot of the times, I mean, you you should really be shooting more than 25 yards with, with some of those bigger guns. So, um, yeah, I think that that, that's an issue. I don't like how small the bays can be. Yes. Um, that's another thing I was going to bring up right now. I, I sometimes almost feel like the bays are closing in on, on, on me. Um, they're just so tight and I feel like you don't have enough room to move around or to put all of your equipment down. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is you're constantly getting peppered with other people's brass flying up and yes. over or all over the place. And yeah, I was going to say, um, you're, you're in very cro- close proximity to other people. Right. And, um, you know, the problem is, um, not everybody has the same, um, kind of training maybe. And, and they might, uh, you know, point the gun at you and not necessarily on purpose, but, uh, just you know, be, for lack of yeah, they, they have just lack of know. muscle discipline. Yeah, yeah, lack of knowledge, lack of uh, experience with yes. these guns and things. I would have to say I I, I couldn't agree more with you. I would say ninety percent of the time um, that I've spent in indoor ranges, I've been next to or near somebody that had absolutely no experience on how to shoot a gun. Was able to hand their ID to the guy at the front register have a quick five-minute seminar on how to load and fire this gun, and then was handed a gun and ammunition, pushed into the bay, and had no other supervision otherwise. Yeah. Don't know how to clear a jam, don't know what to do when reloading, don't know, hey, it's not a great idea to point this thing down the rest of the bays where everyone is standing. Um, it's just, uh, to me, I just, I feel like at some point... And, you know, that, that's one thing. It's literally just handing your ID. You don't need a firearm safety certificate uh, or anything to um, shoot at a range. Yeah, yeah. Um, you just hand them your ID and... And all of a sudden, <laughs> here you go. Here's a gun. Here's some ammo. Enjoy yeah. yourself. And, and have at it. Yeah, and, and that's, the, that's the problem. I think a lot of these people are in these positions where, you know, they, they have absolutely no idea. Hey, I think it'd be great to go out and try shooting a gun for the first time. And are handed a you know a, a, essentially a deadly weapon with very little to absolutely no training at all, um, and now you're stuck in a very small room with this person, you know. And yeah, that that's something that really bothers me. Um, so let's move on. Let's move on to the outdoor range. Um, yeah, the outdoor ranges, you know, typically they have um, they have different different ranges where you're going to be shooting and a lot of them have a lot of private ranges that you can rent for the day right um which would more mimic you know being out in the open desert um but unfortunately around here there's uh you got to rent them pretty far in advance right um but uh, for the most part i like i like just going to a regular outdoor range um you pay for the ones that i go to you pay one fee for the day you don't pay per hour um and you can just kind of shoot all day. Um, 
and if you wanted to take a big family, make it a big, bigger event, then you can uh, rent one, and um, you know, it depends. It, it's it typically, I think the one I go to is like $25 a person for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, they're, they're pretty fun. Yeah. Um, I, I like that because it's kind of convenient for me because I have one that's not that far from my house. Yeah. Um, what do you think? What do you, what do you like? You like, uh, going I, to outdoor range? I like outdoor ranges. Um, they're, they're pretty convenient because you're right. It, it's, it's a lot, um, it's a to me it seems like it's a lot more inviting as far as like yeah bringing a group of people or you know you can spend all day there if you wanted to try out both uh, multiple calibers multiple guns you know the one thing that i generally don't like about outdoor ranges is is yes the oftentimes the ranges are, are sectioned off by what you can and can't shoot and so it can be a little frustrating when you're on a on a range where you know you want to be able to shoot um, maybe long range rifles uh-huh. and pistols, but can't shoot them both at the same time or in the same range. Yeah. Um, it could, could be a little, yeah. But other than that, to be honest, inconvenient. It, <laughs> yes, it can be inconvenient. But other than that, I mean, they're really great cause you really can take your time that in all honesty, that's the best place to go to. Like if you were going to sight in a rifle mm-hmm. or, or just do general target practice, it's really great cause you can really just take your time. Um, the other thing that I like about it is you have a range master at all times on the range that is keeping kind of an eye on everybody. Um, you know, he's letting everyone know when you can go out and, you know, when, when the line uh, firing on the line ceases, when you can go out and mm-hmm. check your targets. And really it's just maintaining control over the entire range. And that makes me feel a lot safer than like being, for example, in an indoor range where you have a range master who's behind two other closed doors and isn't always keeping an eye on everything that's going on. And so, um, I really like more of the safety as well. The other thing, which I mentioned earlier that I love about outdoor ranges is having access to trap and skeet ranges. Okay. Um, to me, that's, that's yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun, really great practice for, for what we do. Um, bird hunting, you know, it's just really, really good. Um, and that, that again, I feel like you can't really replicate that cheaply. I should say, I'm sure you could replicate it, but you couldn't do it cheaply in a desert range. So, um, just to kind of go over, if you've never been to an outdoor range, um, it's pretty, it's pretty cool the way they do things, at least the one, the one that I go to. Um, once you get there, you can go, you check in in the main, uh, office and you pay your fee for the day. You sign your waiver. Um, and the way they're mostly run is, uh, when you get to the specific range you want to shoot uh, at, you know, that like, say you're going to shoot pistols. Uh, the one I go to, you can shoot pistols and shotguns, um, you know, in one range, then you can shoot rifles in the other. Um, you know, you get there and about every 15, 15 to 20 minutes or so, they have what they call line break. And, um, pretty much what you have to do during the line break is you're going to, um, Make sure your weapons are all unloaded, and you're going to have to open the action on all of your weapons. And the range master is going to go through, and he's going to check every weapon one by one to make sure uh, that it is unloaded and that the action's open. And then everybody has to stand behind the line. You cannot uh, touch ammo or your weapons uh, while the uh, the line is cold. From uh, you know, uh, that's what they that that's the uh, terminology they use. Yeah. Um, once they decide that everything is good then they'll let you go out and uh set up targets move your targets check your targets do whatever you want to do um the one i i go to they'll let you shoot fruit and you know things like that (laughs) uh, which is kind of cool yeah that's awesome um and then once everybody is back back in um then they say the line's hot and you're ready to to fire again um and that's a pretty neat neat way to do that um there's a lot of control. The range masters are very, uh, very strict. I've seen a couple of uh, incidents where, um, you know, this guy didn't really know what uh, he, he didn't mean to, but you know, he took his pistol and he walked behind his friend, but didn't point it in a safe direction. And uh, the range master corrected that really fast yeah. and told him why that that's not yeah. a, a good thing. Yeah. You know, even though the gun was unloaded. Um, you know, it only, you know, it, it, it's unsafe, unsafe practice. So, um, he, he was taught really quick <laughs> Yeah, yeah. that that's not okay to do. Yeah. 
No, and that is, see, again, that's something I love because, again, I, I just feel like every time I'm in an indoor range, uh, I, I never have that experience, and that's why those outdoor ranges are so great. I mean, you have the opportunity to really just uh, really take a break from everything. Everyone's getting the same treatment across the board. Everyone's having to be safe. Everyone's having to double-check, triple-check, and I love it. It's uh, To me, that, that feels like a much safer environment. Um, you know, the uh, the cons for me... One of the big cons uh, of outdoor ranges is uh, you go on a weekend, sometimes they're pretty crowded. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, right now, since uh, we're not in daylight savings time anymore, you know, a lot of people are, don't have time to go during the week. So if you want to show up uh, early in the morning when they open on the weekend, um, you got to show up pretty early to get a good spot. Yeah. Um, and then if they have separate ranges... Um, you know, and you want to shoot pistols for a while, then move to a rifle range. Well, you might not get any openings in the rifle range. Right. So you either got to wait or you got to just kind of shoot pistols or, you know, wait around or, yeah. you know, uh, do something else. Yeah. Um, it's not a, it, it's a little more, uh, convenient than going to the open desert. Um, but it's going to take a lot longer than going to an indoor range. You know, you yeah. don't expect to go in there. Um, shoot an hour or two on a week on a on a week you know weekend in yeah. the morning, and then go home and you know go about your day. Right. Uh, every time I've gone to an outdoor range, it's been at least a half a day. Yeah, you know it's it's a lot more time. Well, and you are paying, and 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 that's the other thing is it is it is expensive. Um, it's nice though you you are paying for the whole day, which is great um, most of the time. Um, but it is, it is expensive in the fact that if you did want to just go and shoot and then, you know, shoot pistols and then move to the rifle range and you couldn't find a spot, I mean, you've dropped a lot more money than you might have at an indoor range just to shoot pistols and, you know, so in essence, it can be very expensive to shoot there as well. Um, and that's, that's if, you know, if you, if it's crowded, if it's packed, if you're not going to be able to shoot as long as maybe you might like and. So for me, that that's kind of where I'm kind of like, eh, it is what it is. I mean, we've been to the trap and skeet ranges too, where you're waiting for whole parties of people to mm -hmm. go through. And I mean, you'll sit there for a good half an hour, hour before you even get a chance to, to shoot. Yeah. Um, um, the only difference I see with the, the trap and skeet range is you kind of know how you, you have an idea of how long someone's been there. Right. Uh, you know, how long it takes to go through a whole round of skeet. Right. Right. Um, where when you're out just a regular open range uh outdoor range it's um you you don't know how long somebody yeah if someone they, wants they can to shoot thousands hours and thousands or... of rounds i mean they they could um well and the nice the one nice thing about trap and skeet too is it is done in rounds not as in ammo rounds but as in rounds you know of each round you're gonna yeah, shoot 25 clays yes um, and so the nice thing is oftentimes if it is crowded, you can change off every other round by allowing the party that's, uh, you know, there to, to shoot around and then you go in and shoot around and, and, and stuff. So, and most people are typically, uh, pretty very, nice. Yeah. They're very courteous generally on the, the trap and, and skeet ranges. So, um, for me that that's really the main reason why I prefer outdoor ranges. Yeah. The only thing with the trap and skeet is your pain per round. So that, right. That and can that get can get pricey. very expensive. You yes. know, if, if you want to do, um, three yeah. or four rounds. You're looking to spend a pretty good amount of money for, um, you know, uh, uh, you're not really shooting for that much time. Right, right, right. Uh, for for us, how how long would you think it would be to do a, a round of trap? It depends on how many people. I, I we usually shoot with like three or four people yeah. at the most. Um, with three or four people, you've got 25. I would say you're probably shooting. I mean, it's it probably takes you about 15 minutes. Yeah, I, I was guess. gonna say uh, 15 minutes. On the long end, I mean, you're, you're yeah. I'm, I would say more between ten and fifteen. Yeah. Um, it just depends on how long it takes everybody and how fast everybody shoots and, and how fast they're reloading and and things like that. I know at our local range now they only let you have one round in at at a time now. Yes. And so that um, it didn't used to be that way. That's a new rule that they have there now. Uh, it used to be you just had to have it plugged and you could have up to three rounds in there. Um, but that's obviously slowing time down quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, and it, it also doesn't let you do those uh, second shots. Right, right. Uh, you know, uh, that, if you miss your first one, shoot. Let me you're let done. me try and get that next. You know, get it get it on the next round. Um, as it's way off in the distance, and you know you're not going to hit it. <laughs> 
Uh, but you got to try. You have to. You do have to. You know, I shoot a full choke so I can hit. You, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, it really doesn't do me much good with the improved cylinder, so. Um, so let's uh, go back to the cigar. Um, we're both done with ours. Yeah. Um, you finished a little while ago, and I, I just finished mine. Um, you know, it, it's it's very consistent. That's that's the word I'm going to use for this. Uh, these little cigarillos. They're consistent. They're They're always the same, and they're always pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't expect uh, some, uh, you know, robust flavor out of them. They're no. very simple, no. very good, very mild. Yeah. Um, I like to smoke them. The best thing about them is is because they come in those foil packs, you don't have to have a humidor. Like, if you're if you're a guy that wants to smoke, but ah, I don't want to get the humidor, I don't want to worry about seasoning it, maintaining yep. it, having all these cigars, you could buy these cigarillos, or, or the cigars also come wrapped in the aluminum, each one, in, in sealed. You could buy these cigars and have them sit in your closet for three, four years, pull them out and they're going to be just as fresh as the day you bought them. And so that's kind of why I like these for people who really don't smoke that often or haven't smoked at all before. Um, because you know, it gives them that, that, um, sense of like, Oh, I'm having a cigar, but I, I also don't have to maintain it. I also don't have to drive all the way down to the store and buy mm-hmm. one. And, and so they're, they're really, really great to have around. These are my go-to when we go on, um, hunting trips, uh, fishing trips, and going to Vegas because I don't mind if they get crushed in my bag, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I don't have to carry around a travel humidor. They're, like, they're just very, very easy. They're they're very easy. Yes, for me, um, I'm not a big. I don't like to smoke when I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. I know I know a lot of people like to smoke while they're golfing or you know things Fishing, like that. And, yeah. and to me, I like if I'm going to smoke, that's going to be what I'm going to do for uh, that amount of time. Right, right. Um, these are. These are something that I can smoke while I'm doing something. Yeah. Um, like you said, you know, you smoke them mowing the lawn, uh, things like that. Yeah. Um, where for me, you know, a bigger cigar, um, I, I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't want to smoke that while I'm mowing the lawn. or, And, <laughs> yeah. and these I'll smoke, you know, on the golf course yeah. or something yeah. really simple, like in a yeah. casino while you're gambling. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, they're, they're done real quick. I like to take these fishing. Yeah. Um, I don't – I never smoked hunting, but uh, – but fishing, yeah, definitely. Right. Um, yeah. It, it's cool just to kick back. Yeah. Um, light up a cigarillo, and you know, eat, uh, what people don't take into consideration sometimes is lighting a cigarette uh, while you're fishing, uh, or I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, a cigar while you're fishing, um, can be pretty tough sometimes with the wind conditions. Yes. And <laughs> yes. You know, these things light up real quick, and they're, yeah. it's convenience. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Totally. So, um, so yeah, let's go back to uh, the topic, firearms topic. Yeah. We'll talk about Ryan's favorite, the open, open desert. Open desert, yes. I've spent probably more time shooting in the open desert than I have shooting anywhere else. And it's not because I've gone more times. It's because you spend a lot more time shooting. Yes. It's an all-day commitment when you're shooting in the open desert. Um, at least it is out, out here. I mean, we're, we're lucky. We probably only have like an hour to an hour and a half drive to the closest place that we can just get out of the truck and start shooting. Some people have to drive a lot further than that mm-hmm. to get um, into the desert. So, um, actually, you would be one who probably has a bit longer of a drive than I do. Yes, and that's kind of why <sighs> I don't do it as much. Right. It's uh, it's a it's almost a trip, you know. It's, yeah. It's, oh yeah. It's a, it's a big uh, ordeal. Yeah, it is. It is. It's it's definitely a lot of commitment. Um, Especially, too, if you're going to be shooting a lot of different things. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it just takes forever to load up the truck with everything. and Because now, not only are you taking all of your rifles and pistols and shotguns, you got to take your own targets. you got to take stuff to build targets, mm-hmm. um, whether that be wood frames. A lot of times people take things out there that are just crazy to shoot, like computers and TVs. And, um, you know, the nice thing about the desert, in my opinion, the reason why I love shooting at the desert more than any else is you have total freedom over your range you are the range master um which is pretty cool so you can shoot as quickly as you want you can shoot as much as you want you can shoot as far as you want you could shoot pistols on a rifle range you could shoot shotguns on a pistol range i mean 
because it's just the open desert. There's no rules whatsoever. The only rules that we have is obviously just be safe. And that, that obviously when you're going out with a group of people that you know, you know everyone's capabilities, you know what everyone is, you know, what, what their level of expertise is. And so you know who you need to spend more time with. And, and uh, you know, oftentimes we go out with guys that already know what they're doing. So we don't have to worry about that too, which is nice. Um, I would say the other great thing about it is generally you're not going to run into a whole lot of people, if anyone at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other great thing is you have total control over the line breaks. So if you want to stop shooting and go check your targets after one bullet, you can do that. That's that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like that. I, I like to have total control. Um, one thing about uh, open desert shooting is you tend to shoot a lot of ammo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so although it's not very expensive because it's free uh, right. to actually shoot there, right? Um, it could be pretty expensive if you're in ammo cost. Yeah, in yeah. Am- ammunition cost. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, another thing uh, with the freedom, uh, it comes with a little bit of a price. Um, although uh, the people that I take are usually pretty responsible, um, you might have a party of people uh, near you that are not right. Um, that you know, and that's always one thing that concerns me, especially going to the open desert in popular areas. Um, there are certain areas around here that I know um, are known for shooting, and those ones you are, you know, you kind of try to avoid. Yeah. Um, you know, I know of one where people will stay overnight and camp and shoot, and um, you know, you just never know what people are going to be like. They're going right. to be drinking, or right. You know, I've, I've always, um, you know, I've never drank alcohol and shotguns before yeah it's just not something i'll ever do yeah um you know it's not safe it's not something yeah that's even legal <laughs> yeah no i i second that um 100 i think for me that is a very very important thing um you know and some of the guys that we go with you know they they like to drink and and i have absolutely no issues with that as long as all the guns are put away once yeah. the beers come out and 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 that to me um, is the most important thing, but yeah, you're right. You, you literally could be there, have your place staked out. There's no one else there. Everything's going great and have a a wild party come right up next to you with, um, you know, a lot of alcohol or, you know, um, who knows loud music even sometimes can be really distracting when you're trying to sight in a rifle or, or actually focus on your marksmanship. The other thing that I don't like too, um, this is a con for me out in the desert ranges is you have a tendency or at least I have noticed there's a tendency to have these other parties that show up that, that want to shoot together. Um, they'll have guns that, in my opinion, are not necessarily California legal. Yes. Such as fully automatic assault rifles or, or modified assault rifles or things that, in my opinion, the moment you hear that thing go off, it's like, oh, I don't want to yeah. be here right now. I got to get out of here. Yeah. Don't, don't even want to be associated yeah, with that. Yeah. Like, just <laughs> leave me alone. You yeah. go do what you're going to go do and just leave me out of it. Um, so that that can definitely be a downer on an entire desert trip, especially if you planned it for a while. You get out there and the next thing you know, the dude's firing full automatic with a, a totally non-California compliant <laughs> AR and you know, it's it's definitely uh, definitely uh, a downer on those. Yeah, and that's one thing with going to just a regular outdoor range is having that range officer kind of right. there to um, check everybody and make sure that uh, you're shooting uh, stuff that you can shoot. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That that's one of those things. No one's ever gonna bring a, a, a modified. Um, AR-15 rifle to the to the, the outdoor range. They're just not going to do it because they're going to have to check it in yes. and it's going to get inspected and immediately, you know, that's going to red flag. So yeah, and regular outdoor ranges, uh, or I shouldn't say regular because the one that I'm the one that I go to is what I mean. Yeah. Um, they check your ammo too because right, they don't yeah. want you to shoot steel core. Yeah. You know, they don't want to cause fires. Yeah. Um, the other uh, going back to the open desert. Uh, the other thing that kind of disappoints me sometimes is just the the mess in some oh, of the yeah. areas. Yeah. Um, so uh, where we go uh, on vacation up in the Sierras, uh, we always kind of take uh, extra bags and you know throw some trash in there. Right. Um, without having a range master there to tell you to pick up your shells, it seems like nobody does. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, it it all it amazes me. It's, yeah. It's like, you know the. 
they, people just don't care. Well, it's almost uh, like a land, they're doing. a landfill now where people yeah. start realizing, well, there's all kinds of other shells here. So what's the harm if I don't pick up my shells? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that kind of breeds that same attitude over and over again. I mean, like I said, the, the reason why I know people take computers and TVs out there to shoot is because you find mangled computers yeah. and TVs. And I've seen everything from dressers, uh, like you know, with all the drawers shot out, I've seen tables that have been shot up. I, I mean, it's, it's insane. Some of the things that you see out there and some of the things that, you know, have been, have been just left out there. And so, um, we always make sure to, to try and pick up as much as we can. And sometimes again, it's that same idea when we go out hunting and you want to leave no trace. Sometimes you're not going to be able to find mm-hmm. the shell that you just shot. You, you can look no matter what, it's a, it's even harder when it's in a pile of a thousand other shells. <laughs> um, so my thing is I always just try and pick up more than, than w- what I shot, you know, and that, that's always my goal is to just get out of there with everything that I brought in and more. Yeah. The one area where we go, uh, there, uh, there, there's even, um, you know, like trash cans <laughs> out there. It, it's, it's a free, it's BLM land. Yeah. Um, but you know, they're, uh, they they know that people shoot there. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of a, a a double-edged sword. Yeah. Where people know you can shoot there, so they know you can take stuff. And, yeah. you know, you might get more people there than if you just went to a regular, you know, uh, spot, you know, yeah. that you found out in the, the desert. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I've seen couches there and, yeah. you know, things <laughs> like, wow, how did this end up here? You yeah. know, tires. And yeah, the, like who would take the effort to yeah. bring that all the way out here just to shoot it? Like it doesn't – sometimes it doesn't make sense. Yes, and I can see why that didn't get picked up. I mean, who's going to pick up a couch? And even guys like us uh, who go out there to, you know, bring Try some stuff back. Up. yeah. It's like, well, you know, I, there's nothing I can do with that couch. Yeah, I, mean, I can't take that back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, it, and that's – that's where, yeah, the double-edged sword, in my opinion, is just a tad too sharp. I mean, you're, you're getting you're getting a lot of people out there that, that really don't have any respect. Because, I mean, to me, in my opinion, I would just never take a couch out there to begin with. Yes. Because I, I know that there's just no way I'm going to get it back, you know what I mean, or bring it back in one piece. So. Yeah, and I just don't see the, the value in shooting a couch. No, that too. <laughs> I mean, like, tile makes sense. It explodes and, it's, yeah, it's you cool. know, it's granite or whatever. You're going to return it right back to the earth and you pick up what you can and... You know, it's it's just one of those things where... Yeah, I mean, I, I totally see the um, the value in shooting something that's going to, you know, break. And explode. <laughs> and explode. And turn and, right back into yeah, dirt or gravel. And, and, and uh, you know, it's it's a little cooler yeah. to, to, to see something. Yeah. Uh, we know when you shoot something, you're just like, okay, I know I shot that. <laughs> right, yeah. Rather than, oh, did I even hit that? I can't tell. It didn't move. It didn't do anything. You yeah, know? A, a couch is... Yeah. The yeah. best thing, though, is to honestly, if, if you're going to do that, go that route, is to build a small wood frame mm-hmm. and just put your targets up on that, too. And so that's something that I've, I've I, we've built one, and, and I'm excited to take it out this next time so yeah the other cool thing about shooting in the open desert is um your targets you can shoot whatever you want um the the range that i go to the outdoor range does not allow you to shoot steel um and steel targets are super cool to shoot yeah (laughs) yeah because you immediately know whether Mm -hmm. you're whether you're accurate or not um i the ones that we like to shoot too out in the desert are are like uh uh, like Kansas, uh, like tomato soup or things like that, because you punch the hole in the can, you see the evidence that you've hit it, but the can, you can just pick it right up and throw it away when you're done. And, and that, that's always a great, great little indicator too. So a lot of people we notice now shoot colored, colored water bottles. Oh yeah. So I've they'll, they'll just take water bottles out there and put like some food dye in the water. And so you can see when you hit it and, and it's pretty cool. Um, there's a lot of really efficient ways to shoot without totally destroying the environment. Yes. Yeah. So my ideal uh, shooting range, <laughs> and this is going to sound ridiculous, right? Would just be a nice open desert at my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anybody watches uh, Hickok Forty Five, but man, I wish I had that set up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's just so many so many really great spots. Um, no, but in all seriousness, for me personally, uh, the range the type of range that I've been to the most is just a regular paid outdoor range. Yeah. Um, and the reason why is it's just the mix of convenience and freedom. You don't get the total freedom like you would in the open desert. Um, it's just a lot easier for me to get there though. Yeah. Well, Um, and it is safer. It is truly, it it is is safer. Um, but, um, you know, I do like to make, uh, open desert trips. I mean, that's, yeah, who doesn't doesn't? like that? It's just, it's a commitment though. You know, you can't just, 
um, call me up and say, hey, tomorrow, let's go shooting. No, it's one of those because, things you got to plan in advance. Yeah, that's one of those things where I got to go, well, I don't even know if I have enough ammo on me. You know yeah, what I mean? And yeah. it, it's not something that you can just, um, you know, plan that quickly. It's yeah. got to be a, um, a trip. It's almost like going on a hunting trip, you right. know? It's that level of planning that you need to... Well, what's funny is, is I was making fun earlier of the indoor ranges of, oh, you start renting guns, and before you know it, you're over $200. My last outdoor um, open desert trip, I spent 200 on ammo, like, easily. <laughs> in the, I probably spent more than that, but what I was able to calculate was about $200. So, it, yeah, it's definitely... I'm, I'm riffing on both of the other ranges for being expensive, but in reality, yeah, you do shoot a lot more out there. Yeah, but if you... Um if you want to break it down between or uh, break it down with how much shooting you're doing uh, for the amount of money, right? Uh, that's that's going to be a big difference because yeah. the outdoor you're going to be doing a lot more shooting, uh, you know, in the open desert. Yeah. Uh, for the amount of money you spend. Oh yeah, for me to replicate that amount of shooting in a in an outdoor controlled range or an indoor range, I would be spending a lot more on range fees. Yes, because. Um, you know, you don't get to shoot nearly as much uh, in in your regular outdoor range because of the time, the line breaks, and yeah. Um, yeah. you know things like that. Uh, moving from range to range, yeah. You know, it, well, and there's you a, don't get as much range a, time in both outdoor and indoor ranges. And I know I briefly mentioned this, but there's a lot of there's a lot of times where you're not allowed to shoot quickly, like rapid fire, so to speak. Like you're not allowed to just boom, 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 boom. You know, you have to have. I know most indoor ranges, it's like one second between each shot. And so if yes. you're practicing things like failure drills or can I stay on target in a situation where I maybe am concealed carrying and, and need to put down some suppressive fire or, you know, whatever. A lot of these law enforcement guys have to practice very specific things. And, and they have their own ranges oftentimes. But y- y- like if you were on the way home from work and couldn't hit your range and wanted to go to the indoor range and practice something like that, you can't do it. Yes, you can. You, you just can't even do it. And so that... That's where it, the, the desert range allows you to practice a wide variety of shooting techniques that you wouldn't be able to do at most other ranges. Yes. <laughs> um, another big one that um, they don't, really don't let you do, and even uh, with the outdoor range that I go to, unless you get a private, um, uh, a private range, is uh, practicing from a holster. They won't, oh, they won't yeah. let you holster your, your guns. Yeah, yeah. Um, all your guns have to be on the table when you're not shooting them. Yep. Um, so yeah, desert, uh, definitely lets you, let you practice more things. Right. Um, the other thing too is shooting multiple targets. Um, you can do that in the desert, which you really can't because even though you don't necessarily have a lane, uh, in an outdoor range, you still have people next to you. Yeah. Um, so you cannot just take up the whole, you know, <laughs> be shooting left to right yeah. all the way across and sweeping. Well, and the other thing, speaking of the, the holstering, the other thing is you can't practice things like three gun. No, um, or you can't practice transitioning from maybe an AR platform to a to a sidearm or or anything even even remotely similar to that, you know. And so that that's another thing. Like I said, we could go on and on about the different drills that you could do out in the desert that you mm-hmm. can't. Um, but those are just some of the the big ones that I notice that a lot of people don't like at ranges, and I hear oftentimes that's why I go to the desert to practice things like that. Yeah, and so. you know, like I said, ideally, I would like to go out to the desert. It's just. It, it's, a, it's a commitment. Oh, yeah. Know? It's an extra, probably an extra hour almost for you. Yeah, um, um, about. And so, like I said, it, you know, for me at, at an hour to an hour and 30 minutes, it's not bad. But then that turns into two, yeah, two and a half hours two, two and for and a half you hours. Hour and, um, or for you. So it's, yeah. Be pretty time consuming. Oh, yeah. So anyways, I, I yeah, it would be great if they had a, a desert range that was at my house also with a trap and ski. <laughs> set up too <laughs> that would be the ultimate range yes that would be awesome <laughs> yeah so anyways uh so let's let's kind of recap this um you know the cigar uh was garcia y vega correct yep, yep. and it was good a little cigarillo simple uh, but good i liked it very simple uh paired with a very simple whiskey which i thought the vanilla paired well with the vanilla of the cigarillo I, it's weird i've never noticed that before until tonight um the one thing that i like about gentleman jack uh I mean, I like this with all whiskeys, uh, is when the ice melts a little bit. I know I've said that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for some reason with Gentleman Jack, it really takes it to, a, to another level for me. Um, the initial sips of Gentleman Jack are always just okay for me. Yeah. Uh, where with a different whiskey, sometimes I like the more, uh, the, the stronger whiskey flavor. Right. I like it less diluted. Um, 
but for for whatever reason, even with regular Jack Daniels, um, I've always liked a little bit of melt ice melt in there. Well, what's weird um, is with a lot of other whiskeys, you you yeah, you like the ice melt or wh- whatever that you know whatever it might be. Some guys will even add water into their whiskey just to give it kind of that to smooth it out maybe a little bit. It's one of those things where oftentimes when you do that, it it helps to bring down the intenseness of the mm-hmm. whiskey or maybe maybe soften some of the harsher flavors. I feel like when the water melts or the ice melts into Gentleman Jack, it almost adds or accentuates the existing flavors, which we initially said it's smooth, but it's not mm-hmm. not super bold. I feel like I pick up a little more of the flavor when I have the water in there. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. Um, a little more of the, like the vanilla caramel, as they say, yeah, the, yeah. the nuanced flavor. It almost gets a little sweeter. If, yeah, if, it kind of takes away the um, the the big oakiness. Yes, and that's I think that's more maybe yeah maybe it is kind of reducing the flavor, but in doing so you're able to taste some of the lighter flavors in it. So yeah, no, it's it's really good. I could I could drink it every day. This, that's it's good. It's yeah. There's no words. It's so good. All right. Well, <laughs> do you, do you have any closing thoughts? Uh, if you want to go shooting on a range, go do it. It you know don't don't let anything we said change your opinion one way or the other try all three of them decide what one you like best for yourself don't you know obviously we just give our opinions and um you know you're gonna find what you love and it's probably gonna be based on what you shoot so yeah um go out shoot enjoy yourself and uh and yeah figure out what one you like best yeah and that's that's pretty much what i would say too is um just go to a range that suits what you want to shoot for that day uh, your time, your um, your wallet, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> you know, whatever's um, uh, whatever fits fits all of that. You know, sometimes yeah. some people only have uh, time for quick indoor range sessions. Yep. Um, but just you know, go out there and shoot and and practice uh, because you know firearm ownership is a lot has a lot to do with practice and knowing what you're doing with uh, with a weapon. Um, you know, a lot of people that I know they. They don't really shoot their guns, and they think, okay, well, when the time comes, I'll be able to do this and and that. And it's like, well, I mean... It's pretty, uh, pretty humbling yes. when you get out to the range, and you're like, oh, I'm ready to go. And you go, oh, whoa, I'm yes. not very good at what I do yes. what, or what I think I can do. The more range time, <laughs> uh, the more you realize how how hard it is to be yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, it's um, true. So, yeah, just get out there and practice. Yeah, get out there, practice, figure out what works best, and... And yeah, that's that's the most important thing. Just get out there and stay out there, man. Have fun. And as always, thank you guys for listening. We thank really you. appreciate the support. Um, and until next time. Signing off. <laughs>